John Bloom here, and you're listening to the Sun's Solar Panel, which is much more informative and entertaining than listening to my solar panels, but not nearly as environmentally friendly. We lived through Vegas, which I wasn't sure we were getting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it's true. I, I'm not lying. I didn't. I, I make a lot of jokes. That was not one of them. So. One thing we did live through as well was the uh, Las Vegas earthquake, and you were actually in the arena for that. Please break down what happened when the rafters started shaking before they canceled the Suns game, before uh, going to where they were going to have the Suns game and then canceling it again. So when you're sitting there, uh, it really just felt like we were in the Cox Pavilion and basically high school bleachers. And it really felt like uh, five or six very large gentlemen just decided to get up and walk down the bleachers at the same time. Literally, uh, and, and I'm using this the right way, uh, you just felt it sway a little bit. And uh, I was sitting next to uh, Paul and, and Justin from Fanning the Flames and, and plugging another podcast. Uh, and I, I turned, to, turned to him and said, uh, I think that was just an earthquake. Look, the lights are shaking. And, he, and we both kind of went, yeah, I guess it was. And then started watching basketball again. They didn't stop the game in uh, in the side of the building we were in. It was the other side of the building, the uh, the Pelicans game that Zion had just been hurt in. That they uh, they stopped everything, and uh, and then yeah, it was that was the most bizarre evening. You paid two hundred and something dollars, at least I did, to fly out to Vegas. Uh, I had to pay scalper prices, so like 50 bucks to get in this arena with only a game and a half left, mind you. There wasn't like six games left. Then an earthquake hits, and I don't get to see any freaking Suns basketball. So, uh, you know, we jokingly started yelling for Elliot Kobo, uh, which tells you as how excited we were actually to watch Suns basketball. But, yeah, it was a weird, weird weekend. People say things get weird in v- Vegas. Uh I can attest to that. And that had nothing to do with anything other than sitting in a basketball arena and, uh, and waiting for that, uh, for that game that never happened. So flew all the way out there, never saw a second of Suns basketball. Well, at least you didn't buy four tickets for, that was for the pri- Tim, let's be honest. That was for the price of admission to something else. Let, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, so really quickly, what we're going to talk about is the national media has given their grades for free agency in the off season. And basically everyone across the board has graded the sun's off season as complete trash. And personally, I take exception to that. I know you aren't a fan of a lot of the grades Espo. Um, but before we do that, Justin nine on Twitter, one of my favorite sons follows, he did tweet out today and I want to get your take because you did work for the sons organization. So you are a little bit abreast to a few of these things. Um, he was on, he was on the team shop and apparently all the Kelly Oubre's, uh, jerseys are now back in stock and all sizes. Okay. Let's not read a damn thing into that because if the team shop can make a dollar now before something happens with Kelly Oubre, positive or negative, they damn well will. All right. That's uh first rule of, uh, of MBA, right. Is uh, make as much money as possible. And that's the unfortunate truth. It's not about, uh, 
there's no there's no secret there there's no missing ingredient there everything we're hearing is they're in a stalemate nothing's going on and each side's waiting for the other one to blink and you just got to hope it doesn't last till september and there isn't a threat of signing only the qualifying offer this is where things i said the last time we did this, I said if we get a week after uh, some of these deals are officially announced and Kelly Oubre hasn't signed. That's when you need to be concerned. Well, I think we're about four and a half days, maybe almost five days into that, starting to get slightly concerned. And it's as much for the Suns' image as it is anything. Uh, both sides have to play the restricted free agency game. Kelly Oubre had to wait it out to see if he got an offer. The Suns couldn't outbid themselves in this, but if the Suns like Kelly Oubre, and Kelly Oubre really wants to stay here, and the gap is a couple million dollars, and I don't know that that's the gap, but let's say it is, you got to make a deal, right? Uh, it's, again, you're paying the tax for not being a great team the last few years, and the damage that you could do both with your fan base and with players by uh, you know, boxing Kelly Oubre into the qualifying offer, that could go sideways really quick, and nobody wants to see that. Because Kelly Oubre is a genuinely exciting player and genuinely excited to be in Phoenix. And that hasn't been something that's been the case much lately. Um, and he's one of the few players that have really been championing the Suns as a good place to play. Yep. So you don't want to burn that goodwill with, uh, with either side of things now uh, and it's it's gonna get interesting. I mean, if if there if we get into August, like there's something seriously wrong. If it's not done in the next week or two, uh, there could be some uh, irreparable damage. And we even saw that. Uh, I think Eric Bledsoe's uh, relationship with this team was never quite the same after that whole restricted free agency thing dragged out uh, as well. And granted, he's a Rich Paul client, so that's part of it. But I just take it into consideration. For what it's worth, I know that a lot of players like to get a little bit cryptic on social media. And Kelly Oubre, I believe, his Twitter location, he changed it to In the Trenches. Hey, if I'm if I'm a player, I'm screwing with everybody in this kind of a situation because it's so much fun. People, people are reading into everything. Everybody thinks they're Sherlock Holmes right now and that they're going to find some mystery clue that's going to unlock everything. And uh if I were a player, I'd be doing exactly like that. Just uh, messing with people, a bit, keeping them guessing. A hundred percent. If I if I was a player during free agency or when there was rumors, I would just intentionally tweet out cryptic things for no reason whatsoever. I used to do that with the team, like because we we were under the same rules as the team. We couldn't tweet anything uh, team player related uh, during free agency if they were free agents so i would just screw with people i do song lyrics i if, if i knew something i'd really lay it on thick just to be like a uh, wink wink uh, but i really know nothing you know just playing dumb it's actually kind of fun to, to to do it some would argue i play dumb really well because i know it really well so <laughs> uh uh ricky rubio so i know dave king had tweeted it out he's not on this episode he will be joining us on saturday uh he did tweet out asking if anybody has the finals final numbers if you will for the ricky rubio rubio contracts uh bobby marks responded saying that his contract comes in at three years starting at 16 2 no options 
and he's excited to be part of the Sans family. So I'm excited to have him as well. Welcome to the Phoenix Sans, and we're excited for you, right? So, so that kind of blew up, and the whole time I was just thinking, man, this guy's foreign. <laughs> like... hey, I thought, it, I, you know, I, I didn't take it as making fun of him. I took it as it was an endearing thing. Like fans were like, okay, I really like this guy already, and now there's something endearing. But then I remembered three quarters of Twitter didn't like the signing. So maybe they were making fun of him, but I'm not, I actually found it quite endearing myself. And you should have seen Phoenix Suns Facebook groups that, <laughs> that was not endearing. <laughs> well, there's some interesting people in certain corners of the internet. That's all I'm going to say, but I, I found it endearing and I would just like to lose myself in Ricky's eyes. All right. So the Suns, you and I are both really high on the signing for Ricky Rubio. Um, so the Suns this offseason, Ricky Rubio in, Cam Johnson, Ty Jerome, Dario Saric, Aaron Baines, Frank Kaminsky out, Josh Jackson, TJ Warren, Rashawn Holmes, Troy Daniels, DeAnthony Melton, uh, probably Jamal Crawford. I mean, we'll see what happens with that. 30 pounds of weed in cast considerations. You got to remember these extra things are part of the deal right uh yeah and you know what i shouldn't be surprised that a lot of people didn't like it i mean when you look at it they're pretty well conditioned at this point uh to highly question the suns and rightfully so but you got to remember too last year you had some people praising ryan mcdunny and david griffin saying it was one of the best off seasons anybody's ever had the uh the Marquise Chris uh, and Dragon Bender, Tyler Eulis draft was praised as like an A-plus across the board. Uh, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but they were all positive uh, grades of that draft. So the point being, nobody knows what the hell is going to happen, right? Uh, and and usually if a team's been bad, you tend to, to lean on the side of, well, these are crappy moves if they're not signing a superstar. I think that's what we're looking at here. And you got to remember the 48 win team, that team was expected to win 19 or 20 games. Everybody thought it was one of the worst rosters in the league and they surprised. Now I'm not saying this team's going to win 48 games, but uh, it's just certainly these expert expectations uh, aren't always accurate. You're trying to read tea leaves and basing it on a lot of people that find this negative thinking you overpaid for Ricky Rubio. Well, a, it's the Phoenix Suns, so you're going to have to overpay to get somebody in the prime of their career to come here coming off 19 wins. It's just the reality of the situation, and especially when it's a top player at his position. And if anybody that's going to argue that Ricky Rubio is in top 12 in point guards in this league is somebody that's just looking to hate the deal for one reason or another. So I don't have the list in front of me, but I'm actually pretty sure that Ricky Rubio is the 16th highest paid point guard in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fair value. And then, <laughs> you know, when you look at it and people are like, well, you know, Russell Westbrook, do you realize Ricky Rubio and Russell Westbrook are basically the same age? Why are we acting like Ricky Rubio is freaking, you know, extremely old right now like you should be playing in the big three or something westbrook has got two years on him um at westbrook's contract it's going to be close to 45 million uh john wall's contract close to that too 
You want to talk I can, about? Chris I can Paul? guarantee you, Ricky Rubio is going to be more valuable than John Wall next year. <laughs> yes. Um, so I do. Uh, let's go over some of the statements. I want to read them one by one, Espo, and then get your take. This is from Yahoo Sports, who graded the Suns' offseason an F. Quote, it is unclear if any of the Suns deals made them better than they would have been by standing pat, and it only cost them a recent lottery pick on four and four future picks. Oh, well, that's real convenient. A recent lottery pick who also had been arrested and accused of getting his baby high and it had had all sorts of issues like in a vacuum. Sure. Yeah. It cost you the fourth pick from a few drafts to go. In reality, when you're looking at it and when you have context of what's going on, I mean, come on, really? That's that's what we're going to do. And and you look at the draft picks and yeah, OK, so maybe you gave up too many assets to, to free up what you're doing. Uh, sure. But to say an F and, and judge it that way, I'm not sure. Look, I'm I I like the moves. I don't necessarily like the way. They had to execute the moves because it was questionable asset management. But to say an F and that's what you cite, that just smacks of somebody that's doing very cursory uh, uh, research and not really digging deep and understanding the realities of situations. So the Suns went into this offseason desperately needing an actual legitimate seasoned point guard. They got power forward. Right. So they got Ricky Rubio, uh, nine years in the league. They went in needing a power forward, to your point. They got Dario Saric. And they also got another backup for in Frank Kaminsky, um, which we can talk about whether or not he'll actually play the four or the five, because uh, I don't agree with additional uh, a different national writer on this. Um, they also got Aaron Baines, who they needed a backup center that was going to push Aiton, because as much as I love Rashawn Holmes, that clearly wasn't the case with him. So. Oh, they- the only thing he was pushing, uh, uh, I'm not even going to say, eh, his dealer on, uh, on James Jones and on, on Josh Jackson, I'm thinking. So bad pot jokes, everybody. That's what you come here for. Well, we just, I'm still tired from Vegas. <laughs> it's, been, it's been like three days. Um, Zach Lowe gave the Suns a loser grade. He said, the Suns already had full bird rights on Rashawn Holmes, another center who carries a teensy $1.62 million cap hold. They later signed Frank Kaminsky, another backup center with the room exception. See, he's not a backup center. He's going to play backup power forward. Uh, and if you ignore the Baines part of it, uh, it's selective. Now, I don't necessarily disagree that certain people could look at them as a loser in this, I just take I take a little uh, issue with with the way he cites it. Now I have a great deal of respect for Zach Lowe, and I'm sure uh, there was probably more in that that editors cut out because I'm sure he well in that that I cut out because yeah. I wasn't going to read the whole damn article. But that, yeah. that was that was the most interesting point of it. I thought. Yeah. No, but I mean, even even from his larger larger point he makes, I'm sure there's some some that was cut out as well because he tends to be robust, but. I, I'm okay with Zach Lowe uh, grading them a loser in this. I just, those particular points probably aren't the the strongest of his argument that I read. All right. Uh, Suns needed a backup power forward. They got Frank Kaminsky, who is a backup power forward on a two-year deal with, I believe, a, a team option for the second year. Um, Aaron Baines, they paid for a backup center because they wanted quality behind DeAndre Ayton. Um, 
See, so my, I, my, I my problem, my problem with that Baines thing is in the way in which you did it. You traded TJ right. for nothing to clear cap space, and then you make a deal to and you absorb Baines's contract into that, thus hamstring and limiting what you could do in the free agent market. That was odd to me. I don't have a problem with the player. I actually think he'll be good for DeAndre Ayton. It was the method in which you brought him in that that probably had me and others questioning it. And while that's true, there might be some intention for the Suns to keep him longer than just one year. And if that's the case and you want that player and you want him for multiple years at a certain position, sometimes you go out and get the player. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's very much the case. And they could could have understood the reality of their position in free agency already and knew we're not big game hunting. We're going to get one of those second, uh, you know, second level point guards after, uh, you know, Brogdon and uh, and D'Lo, and we're not rehashing that argument again. But uh, so they could have understood the reality of it, knew they needed to clear space to get somebody of Rubio's ilk and be able to resign Ubre. And this helped them check another thing off their box, uh, off their list by by getting their backup center in the deal. I'm fine with that. It's just the optics initially just looked a little uh, squirrely. The Ringer gave the Suns a head scratcher grade. They said. And I take exception to this, Espo. Uh, Rubio's only two playoff experience have come in the past two seasons with Utah. He isn't exactly brimming with experience in taking teams to the next level. So uh, uh, let me just say, I watched the Minnesota Timberwolves closely for years. Uh, I had a friend that was very much into the Timberwolves. I was a really big Ricky Rubio fan. Um, I liked those teams. Uh, those teams with Kevin Love and Pekovic and Rubio and Kevin Martin were some damn good teams with some of the worst benches that the NBA has ever seen. Um, and he did not quite get them there, but also putting that pressure, I think on Ricky Rubio at the very beginning of his career, uh, a little bit unfair to a certain extent, but then to dismiss the fact that uh, he did get there with the jazz, just because those are the only two experiences he has getting there. Well, and there's a whole nother part of his ba professional basketball career uh, and his career in in competitive hoops that they're forgetting, and that's his international play and his time playing with Spain, where he's seen a lot of success as well. So I just he's played high level basketball. He's the kind of experience this team needs, and uh, not everybody that you're going to sign is going to be a champion, and that isn't on, the only definition of success and experience that you need on a team. So I think it's an unfair criticism of Ricky Rubio. If you're going to criticize him, there's a lot of other things that you probably could bring up. That's not the one that I would have gone with. Um, I do want to get to one listener question here on the YouTube live chat before we get out of here. It is a shorter episode today. For one, we do shorter episodes on Wednesdays, but for two, I think that we're both still pretty damn tired from Vegas, honestly. Uh, Daniel asks, um, do you think that James Jones and Monty Williams are even considering trading for Russell Westbrook? Well, first off, I don't know how they'd make it happen. People are like, well, you sign and trade Kelly Oubre, you tried Chather Johnson's contract, uh, and there you got it. You throw in a pick. And if you just saw what Sam Presti got for, uh, you know, PG there, I just – I don't think he's settling for that package. I think he's going to get more aggressive deals. Now, if he waits and into the season, the Suns can trade players that they signed this offseason. There may be a slightly more interesting package that you can make, but I just I don't see 
that they'd even have the assets to get there. And I'm not sure they'd even want to with how large that Westbrook contract is and the questions about is Russ really the guy to take teams to that next level? Uh, Russ is a good player. Russell Westbrook is a, is a good player in, in some situations, a great player, but you have to look at, at the whole the whole picture and I just don't know that that those those balloon payments you got due to him with his history is uh, of injury and uh, is just what you want to be sitting on I'd rather roll my roll the dice here with with Rubio and wait for a, a power forward potentially to come available that's a bigger name and, and make your move there later in the season with expiring contracts you haven't heard anything on the bender front have you uh, other than the Kaminsky signing basically spelled the end of him in Phoenix. No, I haven't heard uh, anything beyond that. Can we talk about Jalen LeCue for one second? Uh, sure. I, I, I'm going to get roasted for this and I really don't care. And part of it's probably because I'm tired still, but uh, he reminds me of Archie Goodwin. He's a guy that, has great athleticism, isn't afraid to drive to the basket, uh, is getting some some great layups off, but I, I I don't quite get the outside of the fact that there is nobody else on the roster to even care about in this summer league. I don't get the the slight overhype that I'm seeing right now, and I really hope that this is something that somebody bookmarks and three years from now plays it back when he's kicking ass in the league because. I'm happy to be wrong in that kind of way. It's just what I'm seeing is kind of the feeling I'm getting. <laughs> um, I really do wish that I had watched more Sun Summer League. So I don't know if you know this, Espo, but I spent a lot of money going out to Vegas and for Summer League. Basketball. I, <laughs> I, I'm in the same boat. You you chose to miss the second game, though. I had no choice in seeing no Suns basketball. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched enough. I wish I had a better opinion. I really do. Um, also, shout out to Saints146 watching on the YouTube chat right now. Uh, just so you know, Saints, I, I really do appreciate you. And I hope that you join us again on the next episode, which we are going to record Saturday morning. It's really early Arizona time when we record this. It's like 7 a.m. Uh, the episode's a lot longer, though. Of course, Dave King's going to be on. And we do love having you guys chime in with questions and comments. So by all means, uh, Saints and everybody else that is watching right now, I do hope you'll join us. Espo, this episode was fun. And uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Yeah, yeah don't forget, uh, you can, uh, below here, you can not not that looked awful now that i think about the way this is in the comments below you can uh, donate to the show i heard that people on the internet love when we talk about that so shout out to those of you on twitter that enjoy it have a good night guys it's like they never heard of patreon before it's the yeah. the weirdest thing <laughs> I, just, I just think it's funny so shout out to all of you and uh if you're so inclined if you enjoy it you want to donate great if not I don't begrudge you. I mean, I wouldn't pay Tim a dime either. So, you know what? I I'm kind of pissed. So uh, you can also get uh, a solar panel T-shirt. Um, and you brought mine to Vegas, and I completely forgot to wear it on the show today. So I will have it for Saturday. Sunshirts.com. We got some fun ones. Uh, soon coming up, the I survived the summer league earthquake shirt coming. So, <laughs> all right, man. We'll talk soon.